Hello and welcome to episode 2 of The Card Show. I want to start off with a massive thank you to everyone for all the great feedback over the first episode. Um, it was a bit rough and rushed, but I thought there were key points for uh, myself to talk about and to get the conversation going in the community. So uh, thank you for everyone's feedback. It's been appreciated and the love shown. It's always appreciated. But let's get into this episode more importantly. And I'm going to start with eBay. Not VOT, that'll come soon, but I'm going to start with eBay. So some of you may have got an email from eBay with their new um, sort of listing for used, graded to ungraded cards. Um, I'll give you a quick run through now. So the email is, after listening to your feedback, we're changing our existing conditions for single trading cards from used to the more precise grading system of graded and ungraded within the trading card community the value of trading cards is determined by these conditions so this improvement will not enhance the quality of your listings but also foster a stronger sense of trust amongst your buyers interesting this change will affect all single trading cards in the sports, non-sports and collectible card games categories but will only become a requirement for new listings starting at June 2023. Uh, and there's a little, you know, what to expect. So before listing a single trading card, it's important to determine the grade of your card. These are the options you will see when adding the, the condition. Graded cards, you'll be prompted to select the relevant grader followed by the numerical grade that was assigned. Ungraded cards, you'll be able to select the appropriate descriptor that best fits the card's condition. You can use the table for guidance. And then in the table, it uh, breaks down. So we'll start, we'll start with sports because it is broken down to sports and then trading cards, which is interesting. That is broken both down. So for sports, there is also poor. Um, a poor. A card in poor condition is extremely worn or missing corners. These cards display flaws like torn edges, extreme discoloration, multiple major scratches, and multiple creases or stains. Signs of wear. Number one, heavily worn and rounded corners. Number two, major creases. Number three, Moderate discoloration, number four, border wear. And then with the, was it one, two, three, four, seven sort of subs, should we say, subcategories, there is a major rounding with one or more corners missing for corners. For edges, there is major chipping and indentation with paper loss. Uh, discoloration is a major discoloration over a large area. Creases. Multiple major creases. Uh, surface indentations is major. Scratches slash scuffing. Major scratches slash scuffing with paper loss, tears and pinholes. And then staining is major. So all that encompasses a poor card. Which should be listed. After that... Uh, and so the jump out of that is very good, which is interesting. I thought I was I was tripping there. So it goes from poor to very good. It's excellent to mint never. Okay, so interesting it gone from poor to very good. But 
There we go. So very good, very good condition cards show moderate to heavy damage all over the card. Sounds very good. These cards have a moderate amount of discoloration, chipping, indentation, creases or scratches. There may also be a light a slight paper loss. Signs of wear number one moderate moderate discoloration. Number two, creasing. Three, edge chipping. Four, rounding and soft corners. So again, for the seven subs, corners, rounding on all four corners, edges, moderate to heavy chipping and or indentations, uh, discoloration, moderate to major, uh, creases, is moderate with multiple creases allowed, surface indentations, is moderate to major, scratches slash scuffing, is moderate to major, some slight paper loss, and staining is moderate to major. Hmm, interesting. Uh, after that, we have excellent. Excellent condition cards have clearly visible signs of wear. These cards have rough edges, moderate chipping, minor discoloration, minor indentation, fuzzy corners, or notable scratches. Signs of wear are one, major surface, uh, minor surface scuffing, two, edge chipping, three, fuzzy corners. Interesting. So the corners is moderate corner wear with multiple ding corners for edges, uh, slightly rough edges with moderate chipping and or light indentations. Discoloration is minor, e.g. wax stains on the reverse. Creases, minor surface wrinkles. Surface indentations is moderate. Surface slash, uh, scratches slash scuffing is moderate. And staining is minor. And then we go to near mint or better. Cars in near mint condition are equivalent to a fresh pack. They only have slight imperfections, such as one to three rounding or soft corners and slightly rough edges. Any damage aside from the from this would automatically lower the car's condition. Signs of wear is one corner wear that is it so corners is minor chipping edges minor chipping discoloration none creases none surface indentations minor scratches slash scuffing minor staining none so that is the full sort of breakdown of quality and control of it as well there's also a bit of a breakdown into each sort of subcategory. So corners. The quality of corners is determined by the number of flaws on the corner of a card. Flaws include rounding, softening, or splitting. Edges. The quality of edges is determined by the amount of apparent wear or damage. Yeah, okay. Discoloration refers to any yellowing, cloudiness, staining, or sun bleaching on a card. Mm -hmm. Creases refers to bends or folds. In the cards, surface indentations refers to the dents, craters, pinholes, or cavities on the surface of the card. Scratching slash scuffing refers to any marks caused by scraping or brushing. This type of damage can appear on either face of the card. Staining refers to any wax stains, ink stains, or bleeding of colours on the card. Interesting.
Interesting. Uh, please note, according to eBay's card condition guidelines, the most significant flaw will anchor the condition of the card. To offer a more accurate description to the buyers, we encourage you to be conservative with the condition evaluation of your card and err on the, si on the safe side. These guidelines apply to the raw or ungraded item conditions only and do not relate to the grade of a card, which must be determined by a professional grader. This policy is also meant to evaluate the condition of autographs, stamps or inking on the card. Sellers should clearly identify damages or defects within the item description of their listing. So they're obviously pushing big, obviously a lot of people sending stuff back, complaining that someone's saying it's in a very good condition and it's, and it's not. I do think from poor to, was it very good it went straight to? It was, it was was very interesting though because I didn't think that was a too good of a sort of what next step really from poor to to very good uh, you know interesting interesting it was their own sort of very good I suppose but yeah interesting interesting and then when it goes to so your trading card stuff that's broke down again sort of differently so this one uh, is heavily played, is, is poor essentially. So heavily played cards show a massive amount of wear and damage. Corners and edges will be rounded, shaped or fuzzy, and there will be major discoloration, layering, notching, creasing and scratches. Heavily played cards have less than 30% liquid damage. Uh, it gives you a little chance to um, sort of tap uh, the image and get a closer look around as well. Uh, edge chipping, creasing, Scratches and, and scuffing, corner chipping. Again, it's broke down into the same seven categories of corners, edges, discoloration, creases, surface indentations, scratchings, scratches slash scuffing, and staining. Uh, again, so as you can imagine, with with this one being heavily played for, they're all you know major, multiple you know, creases, etc. Um, I won't bore you with that song stuff again. Um, then they go into moderately played which is in brackets very good, which is interesting. So moderately, moderate, which is easy for me to say, moderately played cards have disconsiderable flaws, such as major chipping around the edges and corners. They have moderate discoloration, indentation, creases, scratches, or stains. However, there is no liquid damage on, on moderately played cards. Moderately was too hard for me to say there for no reason. Signs of wear. Uh, creasing layer and layering. Interesting. Uh, lightly played is excellent. So cards in lightly played condition can have moderate chipping, indentation, or scratches. Lightly played cards do not look heavily tampered with, and are legal for play in a sleeved deck. Uh, signs of wear: slight edge wear, slight corner wear. This is interesting. So when it breaks down the obviously the seven sort of subcategories with corners, it's moderate white whitening with chipping slash chipping. Uh, edges is moderate whitening slash chipping. Discoloration is minor. Creases minor. Surface indentations is moderate. Scratches slash scuffing is moderate, and staining is minor. Interesting. And then the last category is name mint or better. Name mint condition cards display minimal or nowhere or damage. They appear fresh out of the pack. 
other than minor chipping, indentation or scratches, the card shows no moderate or major signs of damage. These cards may be never played cards or cards that have never be never played with sleeves. Interesting. Never been played with sleeves. These cards may 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 be never played cards or cards that have never been played with sleeves. Never played, period. Okay. Interesting. Um, there's also a little asterisk over the start date as well, which is interesting. So when you go down to the small print of that, it does say, for sellers using APIs to list items, new listings will only be impacted from October 2023 and existing listings from January 2024. So despite right at the beginning of the email, them telling you that It'll become a requirement for new listings starting June 2023. There's obviously a stipulation that if you're using APIs to list your items, you won't be won't be impacted till October of this year, and then anything existing is next year. Very interesting. Let me know what your thoughts are on the whole breakdown. I'm sure I just rambled on about it all there, and but I wanted to make sure that every sort of facet of that was covered. Um, yeah, I find it interesting. I think there's bit of a, too much of a gap between sort of poor condition that someone could put to a to very good i don't you know there th- yeah there's not much in it so i think someone could easily put very good and it's going to come in very poor condition to be honest um again i know it's very difficult when sort of listing raw cards but yeah it's i don't think this makes it much clearer personally i still think there's too much of a gray area between the pause to your very good and then even to your excellent hmm we'll see what happens we will see what happens we will see what happens but let me know your thoughts uh, if you've not read up on it or i wasn't clear enough let me know but yeah it's very interesting very interesting, but obviously eBay have realised how big this hobby slash business is and they want to try and perfect it as soon as possible to make sure this the buying and selling is as smooth as possible. Um, you know, which you can't blame them. With so many sort of options and places to buy cars now, you know, you need to make sure that you've got sort of the one with the least friction and I always say that the things with least friction always win and if they can give you a scenario where you can just lift it up as excellent and you're going to receive an excellent card you don't have to you know, have the half round of sending returns and hoping to get the refunds and this that the other um, but I, I'm not 100% sure this is the perfect way to do it but we'll find out we'll find out how good it is we shall see we shall see. On the plus side, it does lead on to our next part, though, which is VOT. <laughs> as we talk about platforms and other places to buy cards. So, as a recording this, this is Monday. The, I don't know what day it is, actually. It's Monday the 20-whatever day. 7th? 6th? What day are we on? 26th. Jesus. So, yeah, Monday I received an email this morning. Same as that email from eBay from VOT. Uh, I'm sure many of you have seen it around socials or maybe receive the email yourself um so 
but I'll give you a quick run through this. So we regret to inform you that Vox has made a decision to cease investing resources in the United Kingdom from the 1st of July. Shock horror. This means commercial and marketing spend will be gradually reduced during the first weeks of July to focus our efforts on developing our other core markets in Europe. Yeah, I think Europe's thriving. Uh, you've seen a lot more shows in Germany at the moment, France, uh, Norway. Um, you know, Holland's trying to get a few shows going. Okay, cool. We'd like to express our sincere gratitude for the trust and support you have shown Vox over the past year. It has been a pleasure to engage with so many members of the community, both online and at events around the UK. Building the Vox community in the UK during the past year has been an incredible ride. Uh, and though this decision is one of the toughest we've we had to take since the beginning of the company, we want you to know how much we appreciate this opportunity to have served you and the VOT community. I don't know why I was struggling through that. I don't know what's going on in my head there. I was very slow for that for some reason. Maybe I was in disbelief. I don't know. <laughs> While this announcement may come as a surprise, we want to assure you that there will be minimal changes to your experience for the near future. What does this mean for you? Number one, you will continue to be able to use the app in July to participate and purchase in shows. Number two, all central services and functions such as customer support, payments, orders, shipping, general inquiries will continue to operate in July to make sure every user continues to be supported. A specific date of when the app will formally no longer be operable in the UK will be communicated in the near future. Uh, for further information, please refer to our FAQ here. Uh, we are we're grateful to you for being an integral part of the VOT story, and we will continue to serve our community, of which you will always remain a part. Team VOT. So, are people shocked at what's happened to VOT? Pause there, moment of silence. Uh, personally, I am not. I think we saw this coming. I honestly think it's going to happen to them in the European market as well. I can't see what not slowing down. Uh, I feel like what not's a probably got the better of the two platforms by a by a long way. And you know, with the news last week from well, potential news last week from the Fnatic's contract, it's. They could shake up their own things with Fnatic's Live. We've seen eBay uh, doing their own eBay sort of live scenario. Um, so yeah, they, they, you know, big bank, big bank takes little bank, and I think Vot are uh, unfortunately at the bottom of that one. So yeah, I do think Europe will follow shortly. I think they'll push to help grow these other markets, and whatnot will come at the perfect time and sweep in. Because it's just a bigger name, you have a bigger reach, and that is my thoughts on that. <laughs> Let me know what you guys think. But yeah, you know, listen, Vot we're always, always supporting shows, which is great to see in the UK. They're always around. They've always been polite and courteous to me. I have no bad feelings, no ill feelings, no. Uh, I don't wish them any harm or anything like that. But it's yeah, important. This is this is the business side of things. This is the business side of things. But yeah, interesting. But yeah, I do think that, again, they will go and 
do Germany, do Norway, do all these things. Similar to what they've done over here. It's just going to be a rinse and repeat story. They'll do it in the UK, they'll start getting to other shows and around the around Europe, sponsor them and get the name about, get some new people and why not we'll go there and blow them out of the water. Hey ho, hey ho, hey ho. And talking of eBay Live, let's go back to eBay because I completely forgot this word. Well, uh, I don't know if people are aware there was a, a news release from eBay or part of their news stories that they do where they're talking about they're doing a training camp for sports trading card collectors, which is interesting. Um, you know, and they're running through a lot of the, if you've, again, if you've not seen it, they're running through a lot of the stuff now in, in collectors, collecting collectibles in general. Um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's staggering when you have, when you see the actual numbers behind it all. Um, eBay has 1.8 billion active listings from 133 million active buyers in 190 global markets, which which is crazy. Um, and it's just a collectible side of things as well, by the way. Um, yeah, eBay has 60 million enthusiasts buying buyers who spend approximately $3,000 annually. Uh, on eBay, NBA was searched over 8,000 times per hour globally in 2022. It's, you know, basketball legends Michael Jordan and LeBron James were searched over 3,000 times and 1,400 times, respectively, per hour globally on eBay in 2022 it's just insane insane so 3,000 searches for Michael Jordan per hour last year crazy uh, for the top 5 trading card sales on eBay to date have been sports related and 2 of those 2 of, two of those were basketball cards ok yeah so it breaks down other sports cards and trading cards, cool, 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 cool beans. Um, if you're again, if you're, I don't want to leave you hanging there. That'd be a bit of a, I'm a blue boy. That so it starts with a uh, Tom Brady, twenty uh, two thousand contenders rookie championship or OBGS eight point five two point three million dollars in two thousand uh, twenty twenty two. Uh, nineteen forty eight Bowman basketball, George Mickenen Lakers rookie card PSA nine eight hundred thousand. Uh, 2000s playoff contenders Tom Brady rookie auto PSA 10 for 555988 jeez over, over half a milli in, tw- in 2021 uh, in 1993 Magic the Gathering Black Lotus auto PSA 10 for 511,100 that was 2021 in 1991 crazy 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 uh, so yeah the, the collector's camp is, uh, it's a very interesting scenario uh, participate in skill and knowledge based drills of your sports collections inspired by classic sport camps and powered by eBay's suite of collecting tools there's also uh, Macau Bridges, which is interesting, was was featured on there. Some like memorabilia stuff. Uh, again, where I was going with this was the obviously went on about the eBay Vault, which is obviously coming over to the UK real soon, I believe. Um, you know, so you buy your car, keep it with eBay, and you had then to 
sell it whenever you want or get it shipped over to yourself with a combined number of cards. Um, uh, it's going to currently they have 134 million active buyers on the in the uh, vault, which is crazy. Our vault backed by the resources of a large publicly traded company for unravel security over 9 billion in revenue. Absolute crazy. No seller or storage fees, which is cool with the vault as well. Which is good. Mm. Uh, obviously, the one of the other agendas was the authenticity guarantee, which, again, if you've not seen, some of it's a bit overkill. You know, I think if you're getting graded cards over a certain value, you've probably typed in the, <laughs> the, uh, the serial number on PSA cert or wherever it may be and, and find that's legit. I like the fact that you know, they then double check it for you and send it in a nice little box, but yeah. You know, maybe overkill. If I ordered a Mahomes rookie and I get a Nicole Harbin rookie, I guarantee I'm on you straight away. So, you know, it's all it saves them dealing with high dollar fraud in that respect. But yeah. Uh, the other one which was interesting was the price guide. So again, if you've not used um, stuff like card ladder or market movers, um, basically the price guide now is, is going to be built into eBay. Uh, it's going to track the prices and trends of, of any sports or CCG card, which is interesting. Um, gives you a little graph, lets you know know your worth of the card. Um yeah, it's, it's it's good to finally have something like this on eBay as well. Um, they didn't, that's what I remember, they didn't give you a run for how long you could search back. I think I only saw like a month, which is interesting. Um, so it'll go back from a full calendar month to see how many have sold during that time, how much it's gone up and down and, and this, that, the other. Um what was interesting on the frequently asked questions so yeah what items are eligible sports cards and collectible card games what is eBay market eBay here we go what eBay market eBay market values and eBay proprietary calculation that estimates a card's value at the particular moment in time so it looks like it's going to give you a sort of a a run for a, you know, a sort of guesstimate of what it should be worth. So it'd be interesting if someone's got a card priced up at $36, for instance, and then you can click on it and it says it's worth 20 If you could then maybe screenshot send it over to them, I don't know. It'd be interesting if you could say, well, this is what eBay is saying for the last 30 days. Is that going to start more problems? <laughs> Find someone else who's going to sell that price on eBay then. I don't know. Interesting. How is eBay market value calculated? Uh, so how is the eBay market value calculated? We pull information from eBay's rich transaction history. Track the card's velocity and normalize the time window to give you the most accurate, trustworthy and actionable single data point. Mm. eBay market value for any given card is updated every few minutes. So it's, it's going to be up to date pricing. Again, I, I, it doesn't, indicate or say where it's going to be the, the length of it but it looks like it's going to be a month and it's going to be 
very current. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how, I don't want to say shield bidders, but, you know, or stuff that doesn't get paid for straight away because it's done minutes and someone could buy something at $100 but not pay, you know, two or three days. So everyone thinks it's a $100 card, but, you know, the last one sold for 80 or 70 etc. So the prices start keeping up a little bit, but then that one doesn't go through. Did, did it just reset? Or do you have to wait till it's been paid? And Yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. And then the other, and then the last part was obviously the collection, which is still in beta, I believe. Um, again, similar to the vault, you can just sort of put your items in a collection. The good thing is, is it's obviously it can be in your home, so you can just add it to your collection and list for sale. It tells you the price of your collection, and I think the downside to that is then is. <laughs> Another place to see where your collection is going down in price at the moment. In valuation. Uh, you can add a maximum of 1,000 items to your collection. You'll be able to customise your collection at the moment, but purchases made in the last year may have been added. Mm. The following collection categories and subcategories are available. Sports training cards, baseball, basketball, football, golf, ice hockey. Soccer. Collectible card games, Magic Gathering, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! We plan to add other categories in the future. Hmm. So eBay are obviously on a massive push at the moment, getting themselves ready for their own live. I don't know if it's going to be a separate app. That'd be interesting, but their own live um, sales marketplace. Obviously, we're eagerly anticipating Fanatics live when that, that reaches first US I suppose and then eventually over here how it's going to affect everything obviously we've still got what not sort of smashing the moment and we're going to have an influx of more sellers because of the the VOT scenario there were a few people that were very loyal to VOT um, you know obviously not panned out how they would have wanted it but yeah it's going to be interesting to see how whatnot is now um, again if you heard on top of the podcast Two weeks ago, they were talking about how now you, you know, if you go back six months, you could do a stream, you know, and I can, I can actually talk to myself as well. You could do a stream, and you'd have 20 plus 30 people on there, easy. And now you go on there, if you've got double digits, you, you're lucky. Uh, it's getting very flooded with sellers. Um, you know, it's it's kind of reminding me of sort of, is it mid last year? Maybe mid, maybe mid to back end last year, we had a sort of influx of shows and a lot of sellers but not that many buyers and you know whether it's timing of the year you know people getting ready for national people getting ready for holidays in summer um you know i do not know i I do know that a friend of mine priced up a holiday for him and his two kids with his wife and uh it was it was ten thousand pounds so if people are saving for these holidays um then maybe they're not going to spend on the hobby right now uh but yeah it has been a definitely a massive change on whatnot with again influx of sellers and not such an influx in in new buyers uh will that change hopefully so hopefully whatnot are gonna continue to push continue to grow um 
you know, again, this sports card hobby is not the biggest in the UK at the moment. If you go on the whatnot app in the UK, you will you can go in there now and there's people selling handbags, trainers, you know, all sorts of different things. So, you know, it's it's, it's the growing the app and hopefully people go on and oh, I remember sports cards, I remember Pokemon cards and get involved that way and, and want to get some more some stuff for nostalgia and hopefully gain the hobby and, and you know, again, spread the word and grow that way. But it's going to be very interesting. What, we've got six months left this year. Uh, it's going to be interesting in the future for sports cards, trading cards in general. Um, I'm glad I'm going to be able to ride them. I'm glad you are too. <laughs> Let me know what your thoughts are on Vought disappearing from the UK. Is it something you used? Is your favourite breaking or leaving and moving over to whatnot? Are they moving to Twitch, for instance? Let me know. Let me know your thoughts. How you put eBay and then you rules and implications it might have. I'm always intrigued to hear what you guys got to say. And one final bit on, on whatnot is if you're in their Discord, you would have seen the other day they now have a survey up to introduce whatnot seller subscriptions. Um, they've not clarified everything as it's a a survey to see what's going to be best for people. Um, but it's, it's an option where buyers can subscribe to your channel for, for $5 monthly and get rewarded with exclusive perks for doing so. Um, so yeah, it's going to be very interesting if this comes into play, how long it takes to implement into the UK as well. Um, how how would you say, a question for, how would you like to reward your subscribers? Subscriber-only listings for purchases, subscriber-only streams, free slash reduced shipping for subscribers, Subscriber-only coupons for exclusive discounts. Subscriber-only group chat. Chat highlighting slash badges that change the tenure. Other, none of the above. If you, if I had a magic wand, what would you want to offer your subscribers? Would you be open to chat on Zoom? A £50 credit. So it looks like it's something they're taking quite seriously. Said there's a survey to fill out on their Discord for the sellers, which is very interesting. What not adding a subscription tier to your favourite sellers? A new way of uh, keeping people on your platform, turning to more of a subscription based. Interesting, interesting. See if that works. Let me know what your guys' thoughts are on that. So what not potentially offering a subscription service? It's your favourite sellers. Interesting. And moving on with the last topic of the podcast is when Benyama craziness. Now, for those of you who don't follow NBA, this is the number one hyped prospect coming to the league in this current season, about to start in September, I believe. Um, it has been craziness. Just, just you know, he is athletically a bit of a freak, um, for lack of better terms. And the hobby has gone crazy for him. Just to put it into perspective, his only real card he has at the moment that people are chasing is the twenty twenty three Sports Illustrated for Kids uh, base card. The highest PSA pot. Uh, Grade is an eight, the pop of fifty one, 
and as of the 24th of June, it sold for $2,042. $2,042 for a Sports Illustrated for Kids card for Victor Wembanyama. When you put it into perspective, the Kobe Bryant 1996 Tops base PSA 10 does have a pop of 4269 uh, sold for $947 on the 28th of June. You know, is Victor Wembanyama going to have a career as good or half as good as Kobe? You know, absolute craziness. Double, you know, granted, this is a Kobe card. It's a, it's a 1996 top base, uh, number 138. Um, but it's still Kobe rookie. It's still regarded as one of the you know, rookie cards that we, we chase. It's a PSA 10. So already graded better for a guy who has had an amazing career, considered by a lot of people as one of the goats. And his rookie is less than half the price of Victor Wimbanyama. You know, a guy who's not played a game in the NBA. You know, zero games in the NBA. To to uh to Kobe's five NBA championships, his two NBA Finals MVPs. You know, what, eighteen NBA All Star games. <sighs> Absolute craziness. Um, LeBron James, his two thousand three tops number two two one base PSA ten pop of two thousand three hundred eight. Uh, last sold on the 27th of June for 1875 <laughs> You know, $200 less than the Wembenyama. The James, considered a goat. Absolute crazy. And, you know, even a bit of a punt, a bit of a long one here, a bit of a, bit of a long punt here. But the Michael Jordan 1986 Fleur, number 57, base... A PSA 2.5, pop 29, last sold for £1,950. Granted, it's a 2.5, but with such an iconic card, I think I'd rather have this over the Wembenyama Sports Illustrated for Kids. But again, that's just me. £1,000 for... I mean... Granted, when you started going to you know your PSA threes, fours, fives, the price doubles and goes up. But to have such an iconic card, surely, of Michael Jordan, not only does the card, not only does the card, but also the player transcend the sport, and it is less than a Wembenyama sports illustrated for kids. <sighs> make it make sense, huh? Make it make sense. And I know that obviously a 2.5 is a bit of a punt compared to the PSA 8. But it's just what's so great for kids? You know, this is the 1986 Flair 
Michael Jordan. An iconic card in this hobby. Yeah. You know, each to their own. But I personally think it is Wembenyama craziness. Wembenyama badness. I do not understand it that much. I think there is too much money being invested in these people that have not proven anything compared to like the Kobe Bryant, LeBron James and Michael Jordan considered possibly the top three ever to play the game. Obviously you can chuck Larry Bird in there. But that's my hot take. Let me know what you think about this. Am I missing the point? Should we be investing loads more in these rookies to help products grow why am i right are people going too crazy investing too much money in these prospects compared to legends of the game that they're neglecting well that's another episode of the card show i will be live and direct at the scotland card show this weekend so i'll try to try and get a few podcasts done in that day obviously i've got my boy scotland the card show jamie Scotland, Sports Cards, Sports Cards Scotland, Jesus Christ, my boy, I can't know his name, Sports Cards Scotland, Jamie, uh, interview with him hopefully, there's going to be one with Jordan who is the host of the Scotland Card Show, and obviously the main man Dan, Sports Cards UK, there's going to be a lot of footage content with that guy because we're going to be filming there, we're going to be doing a pod together there, and we're also bunking together there. Uh, so yeah and hopefully third down obviously I'm getting a lift with, with, uh, with Chris from third down so I always love picking his brains on all things hobby related so if it's time maybe get a fourth podcast on there as well I'll release the first one on the Monday I reckon um, so that's next Monday but yeah we'll see how it goes if anyone's there come and say hello to us we'll be around when we're jumping on Sports Cards Scotland's table, we can use number one and two. Uh, and we'll be around all weekend. Obviously, we'll be at the trade night and the UK Cards Awards show. But I'm looking forward to it. Back in show season, baby. Let's go. But thanks for listening. If you stuck out this far, I appreciate you. You're the real MVPs right there. And again, I will see you guys soon. Peace.